Hello and welcome to The Wise Why. This morning I am joined by Andy Lambert, who I got the pleasure of seeing speak. And as a coach who helps people speak with confidence, I got to see his presentation where it went, there's no text. And the way Andy handled it blew my mind because it was just professional. It didn't throw him. And for that reason, I reached out and had to, had to say, well done. And since then, we've built this friendship through LinkedIn. And he, I am honoured to say that I've been able to look at the Adobe Express before it went live. So enough about me, because the show is not about me. It's over to Andy. Andy, please introduce yourself. Oh, well, thank you very much for a lovely intro, Kirsty. Uh, lovely to be here. And uh, uh, yes, well, inside, um, whilst I was trying to give that presentation and nothing appeared on the screen, uh, one uh, speaks to having a bit of time to prep beforehand and knowing your stuff does help. And also inside, I was panicking like mad, but just managed to not portray it. Um, but anyway, um, thank you again for, for the invite. Uh, I'm Andy and uh, yeah, currently work in product for Adobe, uh, working on a product called Adobe Express, um, but possibly more interestingly, seven years ago, eight years ago, um, was part of a founding team of a company called Content Cal, which became one of the UK's, I think, biggest ever acquisitions. So, um, so we built the business over eight years and got acquired by Adobe at the end of December 21. And yeah, it still feels like a fairy tale, to be honest, because, yeah, that was what we set out to do to, to build a you know, venture scale business with the the idea to be acquired at some point. And um, yeah, that, that dream came true. So, yeah, feeling still very grateful two years down the line. But yeah, still working for Adobe, which is quite an incredible place to be as well. So, yeah, enjoying what I describe as the pathless path right now. Um, not too sure what happens next, but. Kind of interested to figure out where it goes. I love a pathless path. I do it all the time. Uh, if I hadn't sat on the pathless path, I wouldn't actually be doing what I'm doing now. And I sat on it for about three years, not knowing which road to take. So enjoy the process of the pathless path. Try and say that in the morning. Wow, that's a good one. Um, can you explain a bit more about what can Content Cal is? Because I know, but a lot of people yeah. don't. Yeah, so as, as the name might suggest, uh, very in innovatively named, like because we built a content calendar, so we call it Content Cal. Um, the vast majority of people uh, try and plan content in a spreadsheet by trying to have some consistency and some structure to a, to a content plan. Most people structure that in a usually like a spreadsheet or Google Sheet or maybe Trello or something like that. And people try their best to maintain some like consistent structure and consistency behind content publishing. Obviously, you know this through through your work and people set out with great intentions. Like, yeah, I want to build a brand. I want to build my personal brand, build my reputation, be known for something. And they try and build a strategy and think, right, well, how am I going to have a posting frequency? So I maybe need to map it out in a spreadsheet and build a content plan with pillars and themes and all that kind of stuff. We can talk about content strategy later on. Um, and content strategy and gro business growth, the intersection of that has fascinated me forever, right? The intersection between like how we build our own personal brands and how we build a business at the same time. Um, that area fascinates me. So we built a product to, to address that um, by creating a platform that allowed people to build their content strategies, to visualize it in front of them, to you know, organize it around like themes and topics. So there's a good balance mix across the kind of things that you want to create. 
and then have that automatically published to all of the social channels, whichever ones you, you want to build a brand on. And then, of course, bring back all of the analytics, best times to post, the insights, the themes that performed well, that kind of thing, so that you can understand how your content strategy is performing, make tweaks and optimization, and ultimately, you know, have some consistency and rigor behind it, rather than it being like, hey, I'm really going to get into it, go hell for leather and trying to do it for a month and then, and then stopping. You know, consistency is everything on social, as in like just showing up regularly uh, and being consistent with the type of things that you're trying to achieve and the, and the audience that you're trying to appeal to, all this stuff you well know, Kirsty. Um, so yeah, we built a product to, to systemize that and yeah, became the fastest growing social media technology uh, there was at the time. So um, so naturally we, we captured quite a lot of market interest, got used in about 110 countries and then got bought. It's, it's phenomenal. And I think what you just said there was really important because there's a couple of things I've seen from you posting on socials that there is a difference between um, personal branding posts or your personal page posts and a business post. And um, a couple of things here and business posting is really, really different uh, and can be quite challenging. But I really like the fact that you talked about consistency there because everyone seems to think or get caught up on this thing about consistency being about the time you post. But it's not just that, is it? No. It's definitely not. And and it's I would rather people post once a week uh, and just do that over a longer period of time than try and do one a day burnout and it just being super painful and just becoming such a burden. And it is like, you know, like you, I've been content creating for many, many years. Right. Um, and it is difficult to always find the momentum and the motivation. It's about trying to find a balance that feels right for you I, I can post every day and I try to for many times and it's just like it becomes a burden and I don't enjoy it anymore and I just end up stopping because I need a break that's that's not what we want to do when we're trying to build our personal brands or build a business right we're not looking for to go viral tomorrow you know it might might feel like that's the goal but it never is it's about consistent growth so that might well be like you know publishing three times a week or once a week but that's only one element of consistency the more important element of consistency is consistency of message, right? What you stand for, your personal brand, all <laughs> of that is the actual important consistency bit, right? Not, oh, I publish every day at 8 a.m. or whatever. That's a component of it. Um, that's your cadence. But really what, what you're looking for is like, here is what I want to be known for. Here are my goals and here's who I want to appeal to. Now, there's a Venn and a Venn diagram and an overlap that sits right in the middle of that as like what I'm good at, what my audience want to hear and want to learn. And that is the middle of the bullseye that you want to go for. And that's what you need to be absolutely resolutely consistent towards. And you, I love, and, and something I've got to say to you, I love your videos. Your videos where you do your social media rundown are my go-to every week you know I, I get really busy and yes I get all of the, the the news coming into my inbox but very rarely particularly recently have I had a chance to actually follow it but your little snippets 30 seconds a minute of that update of what's going on is absolutely it's, it's one of my weekly things so can I just from a personal yeah, point of view when I'm busy juggling things I can click it on I can be too multitasking over here but I know what's going on because I know that Andy's going to deliver it so thank you for that bit of consistency it's really well, key. it's good it's, it's nice to point out that like that is I've been doing that every single week 
for eight years. I haven't missed a single week in eight years. Um, and and it makes a difference. And people are like, oh, how how did you do this? And like, I had had 50 people in a room last last Wednesday to do a social media meetup. And it was like, oh, I know you from the videos. And you know, people are like, oh, how did you how do you do this? It's just like, just do it. Like it was awful the first time I did it. And now, you know, I can do it very quickly now because you just just in a rhythm. So um it's like like anything, like social media, content creation, personal brand building is just habit. It's just habit. So um they're very hard to form, easy to break. So uh, I just have a non-moving calendar invite that recurs every Tuesday, like record and post your roundup. Like you have to do it. And I will feel like a failure if I don't. It's written on my weekly goals list behind it has been for the last eight years. Um, it's that is exactly what consistency means. Um, yeah, you just show up, show up again and again when you know that it's the right kind of thing. Um, and it's the right kind of thing because it works. It works. It works. And it's and it targets the audience that I want to appeal to, which is people like you, Kirsty, to be honest. But it, the thing is, it's not, and I, I really want to touch on this before I ask you some other questions, but I want to touch on the fact that it's it helps. So it helps and it serves. So it shows exactly what you do. It educates. And I think that's really key because everyone goes out there shouting about, oh, social media needs to be entertaining. Well, yeah, great. Off you go to TikTok. But actually on someone like LinkedIn, I want education. I don't actually want to be entertained watching a dog flying, catching a frisbee. And that doesn't mean I don't like those videos. I do. I really do. But it doesn't mean that I've got time when I'm trying to structure my day's work. I want educational content. And that's where you absolutely, I'm going to say it because I can't help to help it, but that's where you rock your pre your online presence. Sorry, I couldn't resist that one. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll appreciate it. As a as a former professional musician uh, and wannabe rock star, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so that's what I want to touch on is your journey before Content Cal. So let's let's explore that. Let's hear about this um, musician. So um, I probably found I found music. Uh, so I'll try and keep this as short as possible. Found music at about thirteen years of age, and I was desperate to be in a band purely because the people that were in bands got all the girls. Uh, and I was like, I don't have a girlfriend. I really want one. Uh, so I'm going to learn how to play music. So uh, take from that what you will. But yeah, being, I'm not sure I've ever expressed that on camera before, but never mind. There you go. It's a new thing. So, um, so I was like, okay, well, that seems like a great motivation to, to learn music. So um, I thought the drummers were always the coolest ones in the band. Every Friday I'd go to the to the local kind of youth club and watch some watch the music and I was always into like rock music so I was like I want to be a drummer so uh, I worked for my dad painting things for for the next eight weeks until uh, I'd earned enough pocket money to to get myself a drum kit much to my parents disdain they're like oh, I would just be a it would just be a you know a little phase he'll sell it in a couple of weeks 20 years later uh, 22 years later I am still playing every single day but um yeah, so now I just I was lucky enough to find the thing that like even talking about music makes my hair stand on end because you know when you're lucky enough to find the thing that like gives you unlimited energy you, I could do it forever and I was like I was so into it uh, it just overwhelmed my life everything like you know I nothing would compare to to playing and writing music and then I joined a band which ended up going quite well we got signed got a record deal um albums and in shops got number 24 on the uk rock charts i was on tv and i was like this is mad 
like 18, 19 years old, went into HMV when it kind of when you used to, used to buy CDs. Band was called Pitchblend, looking through like Pink Floyd and then Pitchblend next to it in the rack. I was like, I am next to Pink Floyd, like the best day of my life. And obviously bought the only copy of the of our record that was in HMV. Still got that somewhere in my drawer here. But anyway, amazing. But the, the thing that we learned, this is where it connects the story, is that we got very arrogant about our musical ability. We would do no marketing at all. We'd like we'd trust our label to, to look after it all about the music we don't need to market it because we are so into what we did um and we're all about our product and not about our market and we were wondering as as we're going through this kind of five-year journey i'm wondering why there's fewer and fewer people turning up to our gigs and even though we're like the headline act the bands that were supporting us like had reams of crowds they had like buses full of crowds coming to these shows and they would all depart when they left and like, oh, there's less people watching us now. So over time, you know, then the kind of it all fizzled out, which is a massive shame. But you don't get paid very much at all, even when you like think that it's going it looks on the outside like it's going quite well. You know, you, you run out of time because you really need to get paid to get a decent salary as a musician. Super, super hard. So we didn't really cross that that chasm to to make it sustainable as a, as a lifestyle. There's only so much debt you can tolerate as a, as a 20 year old. So um, I think, so at that point I was like, it just dawned on me that we really didn't understand marketing at all. And at that point I was like, well, I'm gonna need to actually do something proper to, to earn some money. Um, but I have no skills other than the fact that I'm quite good at playing drums. So what do I do? I was also quite into cars at that point. So I started buying and selling cars and made a little car business and got a lot better at marketing and being able to to position and write the copy about the cars i had for sale which is you know all sounds a little bit uh, rough and ready but there you go um and i started to really appreciate the value of like what good marketing looks like because i'd look at all these car sales ads and they were they were terribly written poor pictures and i was like it's just easier like you start to re realize that it's not about the product and the marketing is the thing that really attracts people. The same with like the music, right? We might have had the best product, but we didn't engage an audience in the way that we should have done. So all of that just became interesting learning. And then as I started to mature and then, you know, finally got the girlfriend of my dreams, that became my wife, etc. And I have to grow up and, you know, and do all that kind of stuff. So then I started thinking, right, well, I need to understand a little bit more around business because my car sales business, you know, kind of plateaued really. It was good experience, but I was like, I'm gonna need to, and like my, how my mum would describe, get a proper job. So uh, yeah, I then worked in, uh, fortunately, my first proper job was in um, a software business. And from that moment, I was, I was hooked. So that taught me a lot of the kind of fundamentals. I was in sales, taught me the fundamentals of, uh, of good business etc um and then after seven years of doing that quite well I was like I think I'm ready to do this myself but I had a very young child at the time I wasn't ready to uh to take the leap into just saying right I'm going to found my own business so I was I was lucky enough to to be introduced in like a dragon's den type of scenario to someone that was doing like a pitch day that was looking to raise money um it was the the guy who came up with the idea for content cal um I approached him after he did his pitch and I was like, I don't have any money to invest, but I would love to join you in the journey because the idea 
I get it because it's the perfect intersection. It's software and it's all about marketing. And I think I think I get this marketing thing. So joined him in 2016 and yeah, you know the story from from that moment forth. There you go. Sorry, very long story, apologies. Not at all, I love it because, um, and, and the reason I love it is there's some symbiosis between you and me. So um, I wasn't, yes, I can play an instrument while I'm, I'm very rusty now, but I was a performer, you know, I was an actor, a singer and dancer, not great Amazing. dancer, but a good enough that I could get into 42nd Street, so good enough. Yeah, so I have hoofed on in around the world, yeah, well, around the UK. Um, so it's it's interesting because as an actor, you have to market yourself. And then I grew up uh, because like you, you have to be working all the time to make money from being an actor. You don't make any money when you're not working. And what you do do is you take on fill-in jobs. And the fill-in jobs were all marketing based in the end. They were either selling makeup in Harrods, Selfridges and the, you know, the top West End stores, or they were running events for people like, I'm going to name drop here, Nintendo, and I was an event manager, or I was working for Intel, and I was talking about sales training. And so along the way, suddenly, when I met my beautiful, wonderful Dennis, uh, beautiful husband, I wanted to buy a house with him. And it was like, well, I need to grow up now. And I ended up, funnily enough, in sales and marketing roles. Not surprising, because that's symbiosis. But it's that earlier failing of, and it's not a failing, it's, it's a magical mistake, a magical learning, that you know, to, as an actor, you really have to market yourself. And I was always too loud. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and too unapologetic. I mean, in you know, 30 years ago, when I was in my 20s, um, it was a very different industry to where we are now. And your role as a, a woman in the business, you know, I was pretty, but I wouldn't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Bit too opinionated. As a 50-year-old woman, I can get away with being an opinionated old bag. But in your 20s, you can't. Or you couldn't then. Uh, you could now, but you couldn't enter a different world. But it's just interesting, that journey and how, you, how we've learned from that. So you're in a band. You've learned the, the drums, which is incredible. You're still playing today. Who's inspired you? uh this will sound incredibly um incredibly cheesy there's, there's there's really three people um so obviously one like everything i do is is for the love of my life has been my wife for many many years now so um all of my life choices are based around like doing the best thing i can for my family sounds incredibly like um trite but it really is um and then i was fortunate and this is possibly the bit where I got luckiest in my life. Um, so I, I met a guy called Colin Smith and I met him on on that kind of journey that I just described just before I met Alex, actually. He was the one that introduced me to Alex, who was the, who came up with the idea for, for Content Cal. And he very quickly, I was like, I like, it sounds kind of weird and I feel strange asking, like, I want, like, I want you to be my mentor because I met him, he's, he was a, 56 year old guy when I met him and founded a few businesses but like just the nicest most genuine individual like it's so easy to to think that super successful people are um trying to not swear here are not very nice people um and tend to be incredibly self-involved selfish and it tends to be like I will tread on other people to get where I want to and, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs have that have that mindset 
and it's what's made them incredibly successful. That's the bit that's always made me feel wrong about business and entrepreneurship. Like you don't have to be a horrible human being because I I've tried to pride myself on being a good person. And you know, when you feel like something just in the pit of your stomach, something doesn't feel right, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I love the idea of like building venture scale businesses and doing following the journey that we've been on, but I want to do it in the right way and leave the right impact and lasting impression um, as best as best we can. And Colin absolutely has that mindset. And and he's just been like my spirit guide, for want of a better word, of like helping me be and find my potential because I had some very limiting beliefs typically. So I've had to work with therapists to, to help that too, because you know, I'm incredibly competitive and have a lot of desire uh, I'm very hard on myself like most people that end up doing uh doing some cool things very hard on myself never enough you know always striving for next one so it's very it's amazing when you've got someone that has a similar mindset but it's kind of like seeing the other side of it and has the the benefit of perspective because they've got you know 30 years on you or whatever and yeah he's my work dad and he is like the thing that has um, helped me through uh, and made basically made me who I am over the last eight years or so. So uh, finding a mentor, um, quite frankly, is uh, the most important thing that's ever happened to me. And I, you know, whenever I, I think you do a lot of work in schools, I think, yeah, um, I, I do a, some, some similar, I think some similar stuff, but I, my mum always told me this, but you don't listen when you're a kid. Like, you are who you spend your time with. So choose very, very carefully. And I've been very lucky to actually start, as my career's progressed, spend time with people that have helped me, like, evolve to who I want to become. So, yeah, um, finding that person in your life is a very, very um, blessed thing. That's beautiful. And, and I totally agree with you. Um, I have people and, and I'm hard on myself. I just did a Dr. Jenny Gordon, who's been on here. I don't you know Dr. Jenny, but she's absolutely brilliant. She's a brilliant coach. And she's just put up a new personality test. And I did it last week. So it's your animal spirit, you know, who you who you are. And I was really shocked by my my by my results. I expect there to be an ant, you know, creativity. But I got a lion, not surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> anyone who knows me will go yeah that's right and then I got the cat which was I thought was interesting because it means that um, and I am cynical I will be I, I do question everything which is um, I hadn't realized just how much I am actually quite cynical um, and then I'm the cheater and I do exhaust everybody so I totally get that but there were some things in that that made me uncomfortable because it was like oh am I really like that I know I can be a little bit imposing and I can scare people but it was a really interesting test and I will I'll drop this into the comments because it's definitely worthwhile doing it because as you're talking I'm like yeah I, I recognize that but also the entrepreneur spirit means that you have to have some of these elements it does however mean that you can be really tough on yourself because you're constantly driving and me with the cheetah and I'm always looking for the next best thing right <laughs> yeah yeah I can I can identify definitely so I think, think it's important. I love the fact that you do everything for your family. That is, uh, I mean, that's the whole reason I set up a business was so I could be at my daughter's school to collect. You know, I wanted to be there for her. I wanted to be consistent. And ultimately, I want to leave for something that she can take over. 
if she wants to. If she doesn't want to, she can like sell it and I'll be dead, so it won't matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely sentiment for a Friday morning. <laughs> I know, I know, I love that. So um along the way, you've had lots of pivots. You have pivoted and pivoted. I'm just wondering how many times you may have just gone and, and had one of those aha moments. You've obviously had it with your mentor, but other ones along the way where you went, aha. And for me, they tend to be about a year later where I go, oh. So I'm just wondering if you've had any oh or aha moments. Um, I think, yeah, let me think about this. But one thing that's that's helped me in everything looks makes sense in hindsight. You can easily tell I can I can tell a really good story about the my past because it all makes sense in the same way like makes sense from your your acting career and how you've evolved to where you're at now. And um, there's a really good book on this, which is called like The Squiggly Career. And the fact is like, it just doesn't go like, it's, we all think it's a linear path, linear path, continual progression, just just doesn't happen. And, and the way, even now when I kind of tell the story like I have um, in hindsight, it makes it seem like, oh, that's just a logical journey. Like it's, it's not really um, because, you know, after succeeding in sales, you could just stay on that path. And to be honest, my wife would have preferred that I had, to be honest, because, you know, you can earn really good money and everything's going well and everything's wonderful. And because I'm an idiot, I'm like, well, I think I can do this myself. Um, so, but I guess like I wasn't, I wasn't completely open to doing huge amounts of risk. That's why I wanted to join, join someone in doing it. But you take a huge drop in in salary. And that is that moment where, you know, leap into the unknown where I, I've I've always been quite OK with doing things that I just don't know how to do. You know, you just like a, a very much screw it. Let's do it type of attitude, which does get me into hot water sometimes, if I'm honest, because I'm you know, I, I have an action bias or bias towards action. I'm just like, that's oh, on it. Let's just, we'll make it up we'll figure it out and just you know um I just feel like when you're thrown into the unknown you just get those there's like another gear that you trigger that you just can't engage or for me personally I can't engage that second gear when I'm cognitively thinking about it like going back to the first story of like thrown in the when a presentation dies as you're giving a talk you're just like you don't, you don't prepare for that stuff it's just like you know it's fight or flight you just your inner instincts just take over and I think probably the only aha moment I had was like just how comfortable I was in just ambiguity you just go oh well I'm in something I don't really know how to build a business from scratch but let's let's just figure it out and for some reason it's just never it never felt scary it was just like ah well I'm only doing this because I think I can and I it wasn't in my mind that this would be like failure I wouldn't see it as a failure because I'm just exploring you know this is a a way of personal development because that's the thing that's really driven me is like how can I be the the best version of of myself and and I was never that way at school to be honest because I was never I was just very middling not really that interested in doing anything particularly remarkable it's just over time I just got really interested in you know like my own capacity to do new things and and when you're kind of thinking about it from that 
perspective rather than like oh how how am I going to be perceived in my career or am I going to earn more money or whatever when you're thinking well this is just about a personal journey that I'm on of trying to explore new limits of what I'm good at what I'm not so good at um I think that's probably the the best way I can contextualize it no aha moment just over time just just constant attempt to evolve my capabilities so. I think it's brilliant because I think there's a lot of people that relate to that. I know I do. So we've had some lovely comments because I always go to the comments at some point. So Joanne Baker from Emerald Training uh, has joined us. She says, I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> she really was. Uh, she's celebrating her first year in business, which is really oh, cool. So congratulations. Um, Jill Gake, who I was sitting next to actually when you did your presentations, joined us. So, so true that randomness of our life journeys provides qualifications through experience. Mm. And Mark Adams has totally agreed and then Padma Knowles has joined and said amazing book here's to supporting squiggly careers so you've touched some people this morning this is where the tables turn and this is why I'm moving in my chair because I always get slightly uncomfortable at this point and you get to throw a question at me <laughs> so uh, I'm going to pick on something that uh, we were talking about just for camera before we went on camera so you're you're doing a lot of well laying the foundations for your kind of next stage of what you're doing scaling your business etc but where's the motivation come from for that what does the the future look like what does the end state look like so i've got a real big plan of launching a social enterprise and i've talked about it before and it's because i have been homeless i i spent nearly a year living in a tent um when i realized i needed to get a job I looked at what I could do and I could do a kickball change and a pirouette and I could sing a song from the West End and I could act a bit and I could throw lovely, live, live, you know, different accents. So I could do a Liverpool or a Glasgow. I could do American. You know, it's great. But in real life, on a tangible level of how was I employable, it wasn't necessarily great. And I was very lucky that from being homeless, I eventually made a life-changing decision um, and that life-changing decision eventually took me back to my parents and I was lucky. I was really lucky that my parents were there and they took me back in in my mid thirties and I put myself through university. And um, it was it was really challenging because I'd, I'd absolutely broken at this point and I wasn't the person I am today. You know, it was a huge life changing decision. Um, because you don't suddenly find yourself homeless. You, it's, it's a couple of steps, you do, but it's three or four steps and then you're homeless and there's no, there's a point, you've got to find your way out. Um, and I would like to be able to help people by setting up some kind of social enterprise for the people who don't have parents, who can't go back home, who can't necessarily eat the frog, which is what I genuinely had to do because I'd forgotten how to be a daughter. And my parents could easily have said no because I'd been that vile. So I'd like to set up a social enterprise which will help people who don't have the fallback to get back on their feet. And so I've got to scale KVDB so that I've got a working business so that when I go for funding for the social enterprise, people will see me as viable. So that's why I'm scaling. That's why I'm launching the three mini courses um, and why I do everything I do because I want my daughter to be really, really proud because when I tell her the story of how I found myself living six months in a tent and, and then moving into it, I, moving, I got a home. I'm, a friend took us in, Helen, and then we converted a, a VW 
transporter van and I'd lived in that for another six months. <laughs> I can see your face here. You're like, really? All of this happened? Um, so, yeah, I'd like to be able to, my daughter to be able to look back and when she's really facing really tough times because she's got some coming, um, I want her to know that mummy did it and mummy can tell, I'm getting quite emotional here, mummy did it and mummy's helping other people to get out of this hole because it's really black and it's really horrible. So my driving force is to get KVDB to where it is and then I will go and get this social enterprise and help other people to turn their lives around because it ain't easy. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect, uh, expect an answer quite like that, Kirsty. So, no. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my hair's standing on end for that. Um, Sorry. Uh, that's, yes. That's quite something. That is quite something. Um, it was, I'm not going to gonna hide it. So, from 2000 through to 2004, 2005, my life was not the life I have now. I look, I pinch myself every single day. I have a beautiful husband, an amazing daughter, and I live in a massive, I mean, it's not massive, but it's massive to me because, you know, I was in a tent. I mean, there was snow on the ground and Helen Gosling came and bought me tea and went, enough, you're coming to live in our spare room. Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't good and it wasn't easy. And pride put me there, ultimately, pride and not being able to ask for help. So I'd like to be able to help people ask for help. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> wow. Well, on you. well uh, yeah, you certainly you know, have a few supporters on this call and certainly you can count them as a supporter of me. That is for sure. Thank yeah. you. It, I, I would just love to be able to empower other people to get that helping hand because it's really lonely. So let's talk about something really nice before we finish off, even though it means we're going to overrun. Um, you mentioned you've got a daughter. You've got children? Uh, two sons. Yeah. Two sons. Wow. How old are they? Nine and five oh wow very close to the age of mine so I'm gonna now thank you I just did not want to leave it on that whoo <laughs> no <laughs> um no I mean, yeah I mean it's, it's quite a story but like ultimately that's that's a proper purpose though and yeah I I have yeah huge admiration for you and I think it's I think it's an important and powerful thing because that's that really is I mean it's, it sums what you're all about up perfectly and that goes nicely full circle to personal branding it's like the only way you can do this is by having a super clear why because the journey will look like that the journey will sun will suck sometimes will be have moments of elation um but that overarching purpose is the thing that that becomes a fundamental drive and yeah and i think that's for something like that it's super super powerful and like i said like when i'm like I mentioned, I was on the kind of pathless path because I don't really know that like, I've achieved the thing that I really wanted to. So I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, well, this is fine, you know, first world problems and all. Um, but like, like what is is that? Is that refinding of that overarching purpose again? What what we what we're trying to do next? So um, yeah, so I think there's like life goes like this. It goes in seasons. So sometimes it's like you've got complete clarity and then next moment you're like hmm where are we going next and I think that's okay yeah I, I I totally agree I can't thank you enough for one asking me that question and two for giving your time this morning I know we've got lots of comments so you know how socials work I'm not going to tell you go and answer them <laughs> <laughs> 
and make sure you drop um, any links you want to in the comments and uh, people can find you because, and we haven't touched on it, but the Adobe Express really is great. I've had some really good fun playing in there and I'm loving testing it and enjoying working with it. So yeah, everyone, if you haven't, checked it out. There was a link in my newsletter. So if you're not signed up to my newsletter, you should be <laughs> because I was pushing it in the newsletter this week. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Yeah. We're, that is what we're focusing on, making that the best possible product it can be for um, both content creation and and marketing too. So, uh, and it's mostly free for, for everyone. So yeah. And that's the wonderful thing about working for a massive, incredible company like Adobe is that you can make everything super accessible, which yeah, yeah I adore. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Kirstie.